Panoply, Panorama, Panpipe, Pansy, Aha, Pansexual, Knowing No Boundaries of Sex or Gender. Sound interesting? Then join Sally on Sundays at noon for Out of the Pan. All those gender questions making you think too hard? Whether it's transgender, bisexual, polyamorous or beyond, we'll throw those questions into the pan and cook up the answers for you. So go on, push that gender envelope only on 3CR 855am digital and 3cr.org.au. Three CR eight five five AM digital three CR dot org dot AU and on demand out of the pan with Sally on a Sunday afternoon first time for airing the program. Thanks for your company. Three CR proudly broadcasting from the lands of the original inhabitants, and we pay respects to elders past, present, and emerging. We also acknowledge our queer original inhabitants, including sister girls and brother boys, for their particular contributions to diversity and intersectionality on and around the lands. If you want to get in touch with the show, there's lots of ways to do it. Um, you can um, email, if um, I'm one of the few people I think left on email, um, people aren't using Messenger all the time or something, out of the pan, 855 at gmail.com. You can SMS um, 61456751. 215. You can tweet at Sal Gold said so, and that's the bottom line. And you can look for the post on my page, Sally Goldner, on Facebook and Out of the Pan 3CR 855 AM Melbourne on Facebook. And, well, put out a call for personal stories a few weeks ago, and it is my absolute pleasure to welcome to the studio someone who is in my humble opinion, the spaghetti junction of intersectionality, <laughs> the fabulous Melum pronouns they. Melum, welcome um, back to 3CR. Oh, thank you very much, Sally. It's lovely to be here. You're back in the 3CR luxury studios. <laughs> um, and it's good, it's good to have you back. And there's lots of reasons to, um, to tell a bit more of your story, which you did a couple of years ago when we did a huge series of, um, you know, sort of, of um, bi stories during September, Celebrate Bi Month and 13 Days Till Celebrate Bisexuality Day. Hooray! Yeah, celebrate loud and visible. Get on the Twitter um, threads, <laughs> which you must do. Um, but um, lots to talk about today. Um, let's just start again. Let's, um, well, I won't quite say... Melum Rose, this is your life. <laughs> tell us bits about your life that you want to talk about. Oh, look, I can even just start with my name. So yeah. Melum's a bit interesting for those of you playing at home. It's M-E-L-L-E-M, -L -L -E a palindrome, if you will. It's like I... Sesame Street. There's our word <laughs> for the day. It's, it's Danish for between, which I like to use as uh, my sexuality, my gender and myself, obviously. Mm -hmm. Here's another another little tidbit is in Hungarian it means belonging to Mel and Mel means breasts. Ah. Well, <clears throat> I can't say I don't want to belong to breasts, but I certainly do, so I feel like this name is quite apt. It's a, it's it's not, it's kind of nice when you get to choose your own name and of course it's an it's a it can be an interesting thing for trans people many often, you know, um, go with um, say a name of another gender that has the same first initial as their own, but many um, trans and some intersex people do have a chance to pick a name that's their own, which is kind of nice. Yeah, and I, I, it, I didn't even know myself. Somebody 
uh, used this name for me like a, it was like an internet handle originally and I just I didn't even know there were definitions that until quite later and I just thought this is like kismet this is this is meant to be this is totally who I am and so <laughs> it was just really great to be able to embrace who I was because it it did take me a while to even get here because I uh, you know as as you've said um I'm a non-binary um Mm-hmm. trans person but I didn't know non-binary was even a thing for mm. a very long time yep. and so I just felt really oh, confused the bisexual confused person how how surprising <laughs> 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 but uh, I you know without without that language it was just really really difficult because I just didn't felt like I fit in anywhere you know I didn't know there was a there was a word for being attracted to all the genders, you know, for a very long time mm. either. And so it's really wonderful when you all of a sudden find these words that, yeah. that just help you to just say, oh, that's me. Oh, my God. Now I can find my people. My people. Where are you, my people? <laughs> Perhaps you could be called Mel and Moses. Where are my people? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, is, it is an important thing. And, look, I, I asked because I want to get context here, not mm. because of any other reason. Can I ask roughly your age range? Well, without giving... No, I'm 34. 34, yeah. So it's a long time. And mm. the reason I ask is because it's a long time to be without your people, to feel like, well, if we're going to keep a biblical analogy going as well, <laughs> wandering in the wilderness for more than 40 days and 40 <laughs> nights. <laughs> yes. I was hungry for many a day. But, um, but no, no, I'm... And now you're having a greedy feast of bi-pansexuality. <laughs> I will have my cake and I will eat it too. In pink, blue and purple colours. <laughs> no, look, um, it, it must, you know, I mean, we do, you know, it's a hard thing when you are isolated and you mm. feel like, you know, you're, you've got a soul but it's empty or it's buried or something like that and mm. yet you you got through in the end and found, mm. and found the peoples, found your way in and, you know, did you... I suppose I thought this is random. What kept you going when in the tougher times? I just there was always this thought that I I kept thinking surely I'm not the only one. I mean mm. there are there are so many people out there in this world, and I can't just be the only person out here like me. And so it was almost like this silent vigil in my head. Like one day I will find you. One day, one day I know that. I'll be with my people. And, you know, all of a sudden I go into the Bisexual Alliance discussion group and there they are. There's my people, you know. And it's just <laughs> really amazing um, when suddenly you realise you're not alone in this world. And it's, yeah. It is It is a huge thing and I totally get you. I still remember hearing the word transgender for the first time at 29, mm. so pretty similar and... Um, I was fortunate the person who probably helped me get through a rough patch, I came out to me as bi, so mm. that sort of thing. So there was a little bit of roughly finding the people, um, mm. whichever, the, well, I'll keep it going, the 12 tribes of Judaism or, <laughs> or something like that. But, um, you know, it is such a big thing, you know, in contrast to the sort of the difficult times, mm. you know, you know, just perhaps expand a bit more on that first meeting declaring mm. any possible interest as a, a full t- as a committee member of Bisexual Alliance since it started. But just um, talk a little more about um, that, how it felt, what happened, that sort of thing, because I think that's really important. Mm. Well, I, I, I brought a friend. I knew I, I'd, I'd, I'd said, that's it. You know what? I, I don't want to be by myself anymore. And I'd just gone to 
uh, Midsummer Carnival, and I'm like, "That's it! I'm coming out! I'm 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 smashing this closet, and I'm coming out!" And I googled and I found this. I found the the discussion group, and I took my friend, and I'm like, "Let's go!" And I just had this air of confidence, and I remember walking up, walking up, and seeing James sitting on the couch, and I'm just like, "Oh, oh, I'm not alone!" And I just sat down. Surrounded by people, and we were just talking, and I felt like I didn't—I didn't have to explain myself anymore. I didn't have to—I didn't have all of these questions. I just felt like I'd arrived home because I didn't—I didn't have to prove myself. And that's such a—it's such a big thing because you should never have to prove who you are to anyone it's mm. it's it's innate you you are who you are and nobody else can define that it's like trying to put a cat in a box you can't put a cat in a box but no. if you put a box out a cat will climb in it because that's that's what you do and that's that's kind of like what i like with labels and why there's there's so many different labels and you don't have to box anyone but if you give them a label if you if you offer them many different labels people often find their own and that's why I came to Melum as my label and as by alliance <laughs> we've just got a quote that's going to live with me for a long time and will probably be how I, I'll just be frank how we I'll put that in the podcast for um, promotion for this week that's that last bit I'm just sitting there I'm just about in tears at that that's just absolutely <laughs> phenomenal um and it's for everyone and we've mm. got to talk about how we're all multifaceted and intersectional everyone but um we're going to have um another track just for a minute um here's one that well bits of it were sung at um a pride march by members of the bi group from a few years ago um we opened up by the way you mentioned james um <laughs> and james and pete opened up with getting by and we've also got to say um, we've had a big hello from the fabulous Sally Conning, S1, to both of us. Well, hello, Sal. <laughs> um, and we can also, we've got to talk about your great work with the uh, Mooney Valley City Council as well. There's lots <laughs> to talk about, lots to cover. Um, but in the meantime, on 3CR, 855amdigital3cr.org.au and on demand, here's a band that very much connects to the bi community. Like in Canada and in Australia, they cannot discharge tailings directly into the riverways. But in Pogara, they discharge their tailings in the waterways and they kill us and they say it's okay. You are just being killed for trespassing. Subscribe to 3CR, bringing you voices and opinions the mainstream media don't dare touch. They have the exclusive right to extract the mineral below six feet, but that exclusive right does not permit them also to kill people. Who does the killing? The company has uh, specially arranged security forces. Subscribe today. Call 94198377. 3CR. Always bringing you the latest union news. They're coming after us at the moment. They want to get rid of penalty rates, the big push from businesses. They want to get rid of all the things that you and I have fought for. So there's tens of thousands of jobs gone, contracted out to sham contracting arrangements. On 8.55am and on the web, 3cr.org.au. For 3CR, 855am digital, 3cr.org.au and on demand, out of the pan with Sally and guest Melum. 
in between and all around and all over. <laughs> and we heard prior to the messages from Queen and Bicycle, um, which was reworded a little at um, Pride March a few years ago. <laughs> Um, and we'll now get a live karaoke version in the studio by Seth, <laughs> which is a good thing to be, of course, in Celebrate by Month. But um, you, I, that, that whole passage just prior to the two, um, listen to Queen, you know, that you can be who you are, you, you know, give us, you know, a room full of boxes that you don't have to be put into, but you can find your own box, so to speak, or boxes plural. We don't mm. do, bi- uh, we don't do binaries on this program. No. Eh, binary, binary. <laughs> There's lots too, Melon. Yes, your <laughs> sexual orientation comes under buy and pan. Mm. Um, but there's other um, facets to the um, spaghetti junction of intersectionality that you are. Yes, there is. Um, I, I also ha- um, am neurodiverse um, or autistic with Tourette's, which is uh, something um, I am proud of. I'm quite happy to be who I am. And um, I know there's a lot of people that might be a bit... Uh, yeah, apprehensive to have a label like that because um, oftentimes there is some stigma attached to mm-hmm. uh, the words autistic or and Tourette's. But, um, but no, I, I am who I am and I'm quite proud to be who I am. And I, I feel like my entire life has been me learning to embrace everything that, that is about me and, mm. and that includes my neurodiversity and and also uh, my, my mental illness as well. Um, yeah, mm, and um, yeah, it's 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 really a odd thing. I mean, we we talked a bit before about how um, it took me a while before I um, uh, f- found my labels and found out who I was. Um, it uh, you did ask me my age before, mm. um, so I didn't actually get a diagnosis of autism until I was twenty nine, which is a really long time to go. Gosh, yeah, um, without without actually understanding who, who I am or um, or why I was um, acting, behaving or feeling and thinking the way I was. Yeah. Um, it's really It was really quite a confusing time up until that point. Um, and now now that I know, I'm like, oh, oh, thank, thank God. <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not... I'm not going crazy. I'm not, you know, my, my head's not breaking. It's just I, I am who I am and I'm, you know, I I feel the way I feel because of this, because I'm, I've got sensory overload or, you know, and I love saying the word banana and that's okay too. <laughs> They're good for you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, I guess the thing with, uh, with a, a lot of uh, neurodiversity, especially autism, um, uh, my story is not unique, which is mm. unfortunate. Um, a, lo- a lot of people, uh, especially uh, female assigned at birth people, uh, really struggle to find a diagnosis. And so there are a lot of people out there who who are unaware that they might actually be on the spectrum because uh, um, originally uh, diagnostic criteria has been set up set up in a way that um, – that they will focus mainly on male assigned at birth people mm. um, and they, they'll receive a diagnosis and they'll receive treatment. And unfortunately, when you don't have a diagnosis, you just, your behaviour is seen as behaviour rather than something that is happening mm. to you. This is just who I am. 
this isn't this isn't something I'm not misbehaving per se I'm overwhelmed and so you know there's a lot of judgment um and you you end up with you know the in in the wrong path and you know there's there's directions that you you need to take sometimes and especially when it's something like neurodiversity and mental illness you need support and without a diagnosis it's really hard to get that support because there's a lot of um yeah judgment which is unfortunate yeah yeah and often confusion by amazing coincidence the mm. Um, as someone who I, you know, I'm in a sort of well, the whole big neurodiverse ballpark with you, but the p- difference, different part, it's sort of like being on the half forward flank instead of centre half forward. Well, okay, we're in football finals, but <laughs> you know, as someone who's on the highly sensitive person regime and um, also you might, this might be surprising to some as an introvert, mm. if we don't know, we're, we're told sort of there's something in inverted commas wrong with us. Mm. And it was so interesting this morning by coincidence, the introvert newsletter to which I subscribe had an article on a highly sensitive person who for mm. years was told they were ADHD or something else or something else and not, oh, well, you just are who you are. Mm. And that can be befuddling as well because people then put you, can push you maybe with good intentions, maybe not, onto the wrong path. Yeah. Um, and that can be really challenging. So, you know, it's just this whole, there is sadly judgment out there mm. that we have to work our way through from time to time in these fields. But mm. you've sort of, you got finally got the right diagnosis. Yay. Yeah. yeah. I it and um I mean it's I guess the other barrier that that was there is that it did actually cost me a lot of money. Um and this oh. was a while ago it did cost me six hundred dollars to get a diagnosis with a report um that is used um to that that now I I you know I've used for the government or um, to seek to seek support, um, especially like with the NDIS rollout yep. coming out very <clears throat> soon. Without that report, it it would be very difficult for me to be able to actually receive some of that help that I need. And um, so yeah, there's still a I think there's still really quite a way to go for yeah. for a lot of people. Um, uh, so you know, I, I in Mel's ideal world diagnostic di- uh, to receive a diagnosis it should be free and yeah. really diagnosis shouldn't be based on sex or gender it should just be there should be multiple ways that we look at people because everyone's different yeah and you know we, we we don't fit in we don't necessarily fit in those boxes and if you're going to if you're going to judge someone based on their sex or gender in order to receive a diagnosis for something that seems really peculiar to me Oh, <clears throat> totally. And, you know, <clears throat> it does seem, well, yeah, I could get us onto a topic which I could go on for hours about called medical arrogance, but <laughs> don't get me started. Um, and it does seem strange <clears throat> that we can't just look at, you know, the, we'll say the particulars of the situation without, well, it's again, it's mm. putting people into boxes first. Mm. And as you say, you know, you've got to get $600 to get a diagnosis to get the more support you need. It seems like it's a very ridiculous pattern on many levels mm. the other side of the coin though you know mm. you met you started by saying that you are proud I... of who you are what are the advantages to you <laughs> the positives the unique things of being on the autism mm. spectrum and other parts of your neurodiversity and the mental health that you have well um as a as a highly sensitive person you uh, might get this as well but mm. i am um, every everything that i feel is almost tenfold so yeah. <laughs> I I feel like I love 
emphatically it's huge like I I feel and I have such compassion and such empathy for people and that's not everyone but for me that's it's it can be quite overwhelming but in a good way whereas I feel I can feel the biggest happiness you've ever felt and it's extreme and it's and it's wonderful um things are so strong so even tastes so (laughs) I can have plain vegetables and some people might go well that's a bit boring wouldn't taste like anything to me it tastes amazing because it's just so strong and so flavorful and so big and I I don't know it's like all of that it's like everything in the world is really bright and really big and and that's not something I want to shun. That's not something that I, I don't want to dull the world down. I, I want to live in it with it as bright and as loud and as tasty as it can be. And that's, that's really exciting to me. So that's something that I'm, why I'm really glad that I am the way I am. <clears throat> Excuse me. That's all right. Mm-hmm. No, look, very, very, very true. I'm just I'm cu- a little curiosity one on the tasting. So if you have <laughs> also, I don't know, I'm, I'm really going off the top of my um you know, off the top of my head here. So you could taste the difference between, say, some sort of genetically modified orange, for example, <laughs> and a, re- a more organic orange or something like that? Possibly. Um, it, it's it's kind of like uh, my mum, I, I used to get, I'm, I'm not, I've never been a big fan of pepper. Mm. And my mum used to put white pepper in the mashed potatoes to try and hide it from me. Oh. But I could always tell and I could always say, you put pepper in this. No, no, and you can't see it. But I can always taste the very subtle flavours of a dish. So it's kind of like being able to taste the subtleties of things. Mm. Oh, look, agreed. Mm. I mean, I, on the, the well, the highly um, authoritative Thai food spice level taste of mild, medium, hot, I can rarely get above medium. <laughs> and there's other people sitting there sort of, I used to go out, have, um, go out for Thai meals with a friend many years ago and he'd be sitting there with tears streaming down his face sort of thing and going, give me more, I love it. <laughs> We'd probably be off be hauled off in the ambulance or something. Yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah, everyone's um, got their own... Um, you know, particulars and mm. we you know, need to just be holding space for that rather than, mm. you know, judging in any way or putting mm. people down. And it's good that you've come to the place where you are. And in particular, my favourite book title ever, and it's a damn good book too, is A Life of Unlearning. Mm. You've had to do some unlearning along the way. Oh, 100%. I mean, things that I used to think were were, were just, I don't know, like things that you're not, uh, you know, society puts a lot of expectations upon me um, to behave and act a certain way. And and it's taken me a really long time to go, hang on a second, I don't need to be this way. I can just be myself. Like having Tourette's, and I know we don't really... You, we you can know, talk I, about that if you feel comfortable. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I, I, I'm not currently in the middle of a tick attack, but if I was, I mean, I, I have some really profound words that I say that are quite vulgar. And I've sat in the middle of a department premier and cabinet and dropped the C-bomb on occasion. And, and I mean, it's really, it's really awkward because, I mean, I know that society says don't swear and it should be, you know, it's or don't swear, at, you know, to government to their faces but I don't sometimes I don't actually have that option I can't filter that out and it's and it's just something that I've had to learn to say oh well 
guess what? Guess I'm gonna guess I'm gonna be swearing today, and it's well, it's interesting, and it just yeah, and you know, it's sort of people who have who have brought been brought up with that thing, and look, mm. I. You know, not to do with Tourette's, but I I was brought up, you don't say the F word or the C word. <laughs> oh. I remember one day, um, total digression, um, there was a, a manager in world wrestling, in wrestling in the 70s called Abdullah Farouk, and my dad heard me say the name and thought I said, um, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and he went off pop at me. And I was like, oh. <laughs> so, yeah. You, um, and see, I, had, I hesitated just saying that word just mm. then because that's how I was brought up. And a lot of people are. And, of course, the... I hate to say using this word, the higher you end up engaging with the public service, I'll say that in inverted mm. commas, where it's all polite and civil, allegedly. <laughs> um, you know, um, you know, it can be harder and harder or the corporate sector or something mm. like that. So, yeah, we have to find our own paths and learn our own ways and mm. find all our tribes and all our peoples. Yes. All right, let's have a bit of a breather. Um, I pulled this one out from Mental as Anything. They do the theme track. Um, for our show, which is Let's Cook, originally off the Cats and Dogs album, but I pulled this one off, Creature of Le- Creatures of Leisure, because it fits in with your story and what we t- want to talk about next, a fantastic new group that's starting. This strike's called Brain Brain. 3CR, <laughs> 855am digital, 3cr.org.au and on demand, out of the pan with Sally and Guess Mellon. 3CR, 855am digital, 3cr.org.au and on demand, out of the pan with Sally and Guest Mellon. Um, talking all sorts of diversities and intersectionalities. Um, Spaghetti Junction in Springvale, move over, we're here. And yet we're flowing the traffic quite nicely because we can handle all sorts of diversity and intersectionality. And an exciting thing which I really wanted to talk about is not only are you now proud of your intersectionality and diversity, you're going to share a bit of it and lead um, leadership being the giving of strength in my, is my personal definition of leadership with a new group that's happening. Yeah. Tell us all about it. <laughs> yeah, so, um, I mean, we, we started this conversation talking about um, how important it is to find your people and find yeah. um and, and yeah, I, I, uh, I, for a while there I thought, oh, I can't be the only autistic, you know, non-binary bisexual out there surely there's others and um mm. i couldn't find a peer group so i thought no you know what i'm going to make one and um you know i've spread it i've spread it a bit further from um just autism to all neurodiversity so um <laughs> yeah i'm really excited about um being able to have a have a allow for people to just have space together to find their people to to say hey you're not alone you know you might be autistic you might have Tourette's you might have ADHD dyslexia you name it if it's neurodiverse you're welcome and I'm really excited (laughs) oh look it is mega awesome source that this is happening um you know sort of um even in communities that I've got to say personally, even in communities that sometimes are supposed to be about diversity, I've found at times my being a highly sensitive person, hsperson.com, um, isn't really valued and appreciated. So, yes, it will be nice to find lots of people. Um, so, um, yeah, um, there'll, there'll be, you know, it's just awesome that this space is coming up. Do you, have you got a planned start date yet? I know we're, we're um, still um, we're close, but, um, you know, we're sort of, Oh, we do. We have. No, well, I think we're we're still crossing a few 
I's and dotting a few T's, if you would. Um, and but, some a, A's and B's and all the rest. No. <laughs> um, but I, uh, I did, we do have a Facebook page at the moment that is available um, to, to find called uh, Spectrum Intersections. The Rainbow Neurodiverse Group. The Rainbow Neurodiverse Group. Um, and so I'll, as soon as we start, as soon as we're ready to, to launch, it'll probably, I'll start spreading the news from there and set forth and, and take flight. Sally Forth or Mellon Forth or something like that or whatever. Um, so, yes, yeah, Spectrum Intersections, um, um, it comes up on Facebook, Spectrum Intersections hyphen of the Rainbow Neurodiverse Group, um, mm. and it has a big the cover poster is Spectrum Intersections, LGBTIQA plus neurodiversity. Mm. Um, and also you've set up a separate email address to your usual one. I, I have, and so, yeah, if... If you wanted to ask a question or um, find out more about the group, um, you can email uh, malum, M-E-L-L-E-M dot A-S-D at gmail.com. Yeah, so the group started and you had, well, um, a part of a, I'll say, you had an amazing experience at a conference recently where you gave a presentation on all of this up at the LBQ Women's Conference in Sydney back in July. I did. Um, it was very exciting. I'd never done a presentation. And as someone who didn't pass high school, talking at a medical conference is pretty good. So It's mega. And we need the lived experience that is unique and diverse and valuable. Um you know, for someone like yourself, you know, there's, you know, you value yourself, but mm. sometimes, you know, all that sort of thing. What was it like, I'll say, before, during and after the presentation? <laughs> Any time before, during and after, you know, sort of um, how did you, because there, you know, there might, all that sort of nerve stuff, but also just anything really. Well, um, I don't don't want to point any fingers or anything, but I did actually have a bit of trouble there because um, mm. I have trouble with the flashing lights and there was a photographer who refused to turn the flash off. Oh. Um, and so I was, actually, I, I, I ended up stepping out um, until they'd resolved the issue. And so I missed a lot of the conference, which oh. was really unfortunate because that's that's really an accessibility issue. And that's 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 why we've started. That's why I'm starting this group, and why I'm really looking to advocate for more neurodiversity awareness. Because there's certain certain things, certain aspects of society, uh, having lights not flashing regularly or uh, not too many loud noises, just to allow people to be able to be in a space safely yeah. and comfortably. And I felt like that that was kind of Mm. That that missed the mark, but I do know that there were a lot of people out there that were holding the event that that worked very hard to make sure that I could attend yeah. and and did fix the issue. So that was that was quite good. But um, oh geez, I was nervous though. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> so a lot of anxiety, and there was a lot of ticks. When I get very nervous, my ticks get very big. So there was a lot of clapping and. Uh, and humming and making noises. Um, and as soon as I got up there and I started talking, I could feel the passion coming into me because I get very passionate when I start to, when I start talking about um, <laughs> neurodiversity and a lot of the struggles that we're still currently facing because, you know, getting a diagnosis is one thing, but, you know, there's so many, so many issues that I... I feel I need to highlight and I want to be able to fight for and 
I need to stand up and have people see me and say, yes, that's we can we can make change. We can do this. We can make sure that you know everyone like you is welcome here, and everyone like you is actually capable of being here without being in pain or anything. And that's that's my that's my future goal. Oh, look, there's lots in what you've just said. I, I did a friend and colleague, um, and I will, I watch um, at a great organisation with which I'm involved, Chamber Made Opera, where I do some finance work. He said once that um, if before an audition you're not having any sense of nerves, you shouldn't be going for it because it's not really the part you want or something. And I get that. It's the, I'm the same when you get up before a prezzo or a panel or something like that. You know, if there isn't some sort of adrenaline, then, maybe, you know, so I get the passion thing. Mm. It's fantastic that it went so well. But you've also led to something that's really important. And, I mean, I know the neurodiversity, including autism spectrums, are very diverse. But... Mm. Can you think you've given a few, you know, tone down the bright lights and turn the volume down sort of thing. What are some other tips for various parts of neurodiversity and autism? Some will say, how can we, how can people be allies? I always say being an ally is knowing what to do and what not to do. Mm. What are some other things? If I can, we'll do a brain brainstorm live <laughs> on 3CR. <laughs> well, I know that um, oftentimes like uh like for for myself, for instance, if I if I'm really not okay, sometimes I'll stem, which might be rocking back and forth or um, just small repetitive movements, tapping, uh, moving. Um, although it might make other people uncomfortable, it's quite comfortable for me, and that's not, and that might mean that I'm quite overwhelmed. So. If you see someone that's stimming, it's probably not best to go up and touch them because that would just add another sense to them. Gotcha. But just allowing them to just be who they are and to just calm themselves is something that's really good. Yeah. Um, uh, I do. I also do. I do a bit of um, uh, education at the police academy, and I actually tell them as well. Sorry. Yeah. I. I, I do tell them, like, you know, if if you've got the lights going and the sirens going, you might want to turn them off and maybe sit down and take, you know, if, if someone's in, in distress, you could always ask if they'd like to go somewhere else and maybe yeah. have a couple of deep breaths, which is always really good. But, yeah, um, yeah like, uh, I there, there's, I know I know my, my partner, Gary, um, often, <laughs> who's sitting across the room from me, hello, Gary, um, you know, uh, when I get really overwhelmed, I actually become nonverbal. And so we've had to learn to communicate in a, in a totally different way. And so sometimes it's just understanding that I mightn't be able to have the words to be able to explain to you what's going on. But uh, knowing that there might be other things that, you know, I can, we, we can learn. So I might be able to say, stop, you know, hands up, don't, don't touch or, you know, one yep. finger up, give me a minute. You know, because mm. sometimes it just takes me a while to to get started. It's kind of like I'm like a really old computer, and I need to boot sometimes. <laughs> and, <laughs> so, and there's often a, a little bit of lag when it comes to asking me a question. It might take me a while for me to be able to get you the answer because I've got the question. My brain now has to process what the words are, how they relate, and what the answer is that you're looking for. This is why I generally am. Uh, I'm not great at interviews, but I'm a really good worker. Yeah. So I've, <laughs> uh, but but that's but that's another thing society places on us. There's an expectation that you yep. can, 
you can do an interview and that's going to dictate how you're going to be able to do a job, which isn't true because I'm a smashing worker. I'm just really crap at interviews. Yeah, and interviews don't allow for that. And there is this <laughs> expectation in society we seem to be doing, we have to do everything faster. We And you mentioned mm. computers, you know, we want <clears throat> faster speeds and all that sort of thing, <laughs> um, which can be nice. And, mm. you know, when I'm watching my WWE pay-per-views um, twice on average twice a month, it's nice to have the, the pay-per-view keep coming. But seriously, for me, I'm the same. And people, one thing that I know, I know for, for me as an HSP gives me the proverbials, um, mm. that's right, we're allowed to swear so I can say the shits, um, <laughs> you know, is this expectation you get an email and people want an instant answer. Mm. And so I set up as an HSP my autoresponder, which says I'm an HSP, I may not respond immediately, please give me two working days. And there's one thing that shits me to people who then follow up and say, where's the response? Or they ring up three hours later and say I needed a response and you feel like saying, why didn't you bloody say that? And then maybe mm. I can think about it. But if I can sleep on something overnight, mm. yeah. I'll get a good answer. So these are all tips to allow for neurodiversity. And the thing is, as you say, you're a great worker. If you can do it at your pace, mm. you'll get the job done just as well in the end than people who can often will rush around like the proverbious headless, proverbial headless chooks and that sort of thing. And I think, yeah, I mean, it's also really important to remember that we are the experts on ourselves. Yes. And so as much as um, I've had a lot of people who in the past have just said, oh, I, I understand you completely because my cousin's kid has autism, so therefore I understand your life story and I know how you're going to want to respond to this. No, everybody responds to things completely individually yep. and completely differently and I'm the expert of me. So if you want to find out how best to support me, it's best to ask me. And I suppose with, with anyone, it's it's always good to find out how they would want to deal with something individually and allow them to, to yeah, I think conversation and communication with people is, is amazing and it doesn't necessarily have to be verbal. You can draw pictures. Yeah, that was one mm. of the things I've, I've, I've well, I'll say in a sense, trying to be an ally dined out on was when you went to the NDIS consult up in Sydney, mm. they drew things. Oh, it was really, and it was colourful. And I drew a picture of a banana because b- banana, banana, sorry, banana. Oh, no. God, I set myself off. <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> Not at all. We can we can go bananas on this show because we value diversity. <laughs> We're going to have to just have a quick break, though, all the same, um, so we can then come back to things what are coming up in the community and wrap it up because we're rapidly running out of time before Freedom of Species come in at once. So just do a couple of quick messages um, and then um, do the things coming up, wrap it up, and then make way for Freedom of Species at 1. 3CR, 855 AM digital, 3cr.org.au. And on demand, out of the pan with Sally and the guest, the intersectional melon. What do you think of when you hear the word drugs? Medicine. Medicine. Uh, recreational. There's lots of things, isn't it? <laughs> Covers all sorts of stuff, doesn't it? It's a bad thing, but I don't know, people get good feelings off it. Fun. Entheogenesis. Stupid. Fun. Youth. Yeah, fun. Uh, bad. <laughs> Dirty syringes. Shake my head. <laughs> Cocaine. Hater. Scourge. I'm agreeing with him. Trouble or maybe addiction, something like that. Something I don't relate to at all, I don't understand. Party time. Well, generally, sort of loser. If you think of that, recreational drug. I don't know, drugs, bad. Medicine, help people. 
helping people with their conditions, whatever that may be. What is the drug user? Who is this person, the drug user? In Psychedelia, we're here to rethink the psychoactive paradigm. Sunday afternoons on 3CR, 2 till 3 p.m. Bisexual Alliance is a non-profit organisation. Bisexual Alliance is a non-profit organisation dedicated to raising awareness and supporting people who are bisexual, people who are multi-gender attracted, their partners and their families. Bisexual Alliance runs several monthly discussion groups in and outside of Melbourne to offer support, a safe space to chat about your experiences and to explore others' experience of multi-gender attraction. These groups are for bisexuals, those who are questioning and their loved ones. For more information... Visit buy-alliance.org or email info at buy-alliance.org. 3CR, 855am, digital, 3cr.org.au. Um, yes, Bisexual Alliance, it's Buy, Celebrate Buy Month. Woohoo, it's all happening. Um, Got to say, um, we'll, Melum and I will be back in this studio along with our colleague Chris on Friday the 22nd. Um, on In Your Face, one of the queer programs on 3CR to talk all things by um, um, in a few weeks. So where are we in um, today's for 12, 10th? Um, that'll be um, 12 days' time or something like that. Because we want it all. We want it all. We're, we're yes, no, what is it? Um, we're, we're not greedy, just fussy um, and all that sort of thing. Yes, buy, buy badges off buy alliance. Um, yep, and um, so yes, looking forward to that. Yours truly is actually on a panel discussion up on Bendigo, um, run by Rainbow Eagles on the afternoon from around one till three on the actual day, Saturday the 23rd, along with two fabulous people, Robin Pearson and Linda Kirkman. We're talking all things bi and intersectionality as well. There'll also be a dinner that night, um, in Bendigo with the fabulous Janet Rice, and also Bi Alliance is locking down, which is having finalising details on two events on Celebrate Bisexuality Day. So check in on all the pages um, on Facebook that are relevant, Mind Bi Alliance, um, the whole caboodle, um, and of course Bi and allies of all sorts all welcome at those events. Um, we are running rapidly out of time, so I just want to give that email address once again, melum.asd, M-E-L-L-E-M.asd at gmail.com for pe- about the spectrum Intersections LGBTIQA plus neurodiversity group. I'm so excited about this. I feel, you know, when you get those connections of any parts of yourself, gosh, it's awesome. So this will be a, um, a major thing. I'm not sure, just quickly, are you aware of any other groups, um, rain, we'll call it Rainbow Neurodiversity, that run anywhere else to your knowledge? Um, I think there's uh, out, there's some stuff happening out in Bendigo, um, but not in Melbourne that I know of, oh, okay. that I could find. Just, just curious, um, you know, um, because in terms of actual groups, I, I must admit I haven't heard of any. I mean, it's a big world. There could be one in Washington or London oh. or something. Um, yeah, uh, um, I don't. I, I keep, I kept looking, but I, I must admit I've been a, a bit lax in trying to spread my global wings currently. I've been thinking locally rather than globally. Well, what is it? Um, think global, act local. We'll get, we'll get, we'll merge the two in due course, <laughs> but it is really, it is very exciting to see. Um, so last thoughts, anything on anything, anything we forgot, anything to wrap it up? Um, oh, yeah. I, I was thinking about, I was thinking about, uh, so talking about, talking about labels and talking about things the other day, uh, I was talking to Gary um, and we we're talking about uh, the difference between bi and pan, and um, oh, yeah. 
<laughs> he said something quite quite amusing. It was, oh, we're <laughs> we're on the same fence. We're just on a different post. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> You are a philosopher. <laughs> um, get a business card. Helen Rose, buy pen, neurodiverse philosopher. Um, oh, look, it's just been awesome having you in, um, back in. You're a, you're a, you're a, you came back for more <laughs> in the 3CR studios. Um, and yeah. th- th- thank you very much for having me, Sally. It's been quite amazing. Oh, an absolute pleasure. And we put out the call, of course. People come in and tell your personal stories of diversity and how you unlearnt things and learnt things and all that sort of stuff. Um, it was great to have Wombat on last week and have yourself in this week. Um, just absolutely awesome. We need the connection and visibility for all of us and we need respect for all. And in a way, this track from Paul Kelly, originally off um, Wanted Man, and this was off the live at the Continental and the Espy album of some years ago now, um, which sums up about what it would be like in a heaven. Everyone's respected in God's Hotel Melon, thanks for being on the show. Um, of course, rock your socks off, rainbow <laughs> and all pink, blue and purple socks off on Celebrate Bisexuality Day. And to everyone, thanks for tuning in to Out of the Pan. I'm Sally Goldner. Catch ya next week. <laughs>